Hey everybody, welcome to Ubaldi Reports. Well, now we're entering the pivotal last few weeks of the presidential election to determine who will be the next president of the United States. And tonight, the most anticipated debate probably ever, I would say almost since the first debate of John Kennedy and Richard Nixon in 1960, we will have Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton throw down at Hofstra University in New York. Now, this debate unlike those in the past, could decide this election. Usually, the the first debate was both sides are feeling each other out. One would have a strong debate performance like Mitt Romney had in 2012, and Barack Obama kind of stumbled at that one, and he came on strong in the next um, couple debates. This one's going to be a little different. This one will most likely determine who the next president of the United States um, becomes. Now, both candidates are not well-liked. That's a given. I mean, both sides, I mean, the public at large wishes there was two two candidates other than Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton um, going for the presidency. But that doesn't work out. This is who we've got. We've got Democratic uh, Hillary Clinton and Republican Donald Trump. Now, the question becomes is, who's going to win this debate and who's going to lose the debate? Now, what I'm going to discuss here is the strengths and weaknesses of both candidates. Now, first, we're going to discuss um, Hillary Clinton. What are her strengths and weaknesses? Then we'll go on to um, Donald Trump and discuss his uh, strengths and weaknesses. But first, to begin with, Hillary Clinton, after the Democratic convention in July, Hillary Clinton was leading by almost seven points. She was way up in the polls. And then, for some reason, she decided to, to stand back because she was going to let Donald Trump in his over-the-top, brash, narcissistic way was, you know, alienating everybody, hitting every group, just spouting off on everything. Well, that changed. Donald Trump um, retooled his campaign staff, brought in new people, fresh blood, who rechanged the trajectory of his campaign, and he became more presidential. He wasn't doing over-the-top rhetoric or getting in anybody's face or doing the name-calling like Crooked Hillary or Little Marco like he did in the primary. So it changed this. And then at the same time, Hillary Clinton faced the onslaught of the ongoing um, saga of her emails. Now, I know in July, before the Democratic convention, the um, FBI decided not to indict her for having a private server and a private email. But then when the notes were released by the FBI and it was very dubious how they conducted this this investigation, they left many, many answers or questions unanswered and it made the investigation look like they never in in the right mind wanted to indict Hillary Clinton. And then the Associated Press came out with an article that showed there was much more and more involvement than is let on between the State Department and the Clinton Foundation, and a lot of her key aides were heavily involved in this. And then there was the saga of her illness. Now, her staff said it was dehydration, then it was um, allergies, and then it found out she had pneumonia, and they basically lied about what her condition was. Now, if she just would have said she had pneumonia, things happen. People do get pneumonia. It takes antibiotics, and you're, you're cured. But... When she, the way she went about it and the way it came out, it just left a bad taste like she's hiding something. And this goes back to her, um, her trust. And Donald Trump was all over the media on this. 
not just on this topic, but for just in general, he was all over the place in every media outlet. He was really campaigning. So he was out there and about where Hillary Clinton was behind the scenes and only her surrogates were doing the talking. So that's why her, with a combination of the email saga, the foundation, her illness, and Donald Trump not being Donald Trump like he has been, changed the trajectory of this um, this campaign. So now you even have Donald Trump leading in a lot of the battleground states. So it's a pretty much a dead even race. Now this could decide it with going into this election. I mean, excuse me, this debate, what Donald Trump shows up and what type of candidate Hillary Clinton shows up. So, so to begin this, we're going to start off, what are the strengths and weaknesses of Hillary Clinton? And then we'll go into um, Donald Trump. At first, Hillary Clinton brings a wealth of experience. Now, she's been in the public eye for decades now. She's been in government. She was on part of the White, I mean, excuse me, the White House, not the White House, the, the Watergate um, hearing. She was a lawyer there. She was first lady of Arkansas, first lady of the United States. She led Bill, uh, Bill Clinton's first stab at, which didn't pass, healthcare overhaul in 93 into 94. And then when she was first lady, then after the, the Clintons left the White House, she ran for U.S. Senate out of New York. And she spent eight years in the U.S. Senate with eight of those years on the pivotal Senate um, Armed Services Committee. Now, this was all during the time of 9-11, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. So she was heavily involved and she really knows the issues more so than um, Donald Trump. So she can use this advantage of knowing all the policies of domestic and foreign affairs, and especially on the foreign affairs side of the House, where Donald Trump is very weak and has limited knowledge. She was also Secretary of State for Barack Obama in his first um, in his first term, and she can use this lack of public policy knowledge by Donald Trump to her, her advantage. Now, the other thing that's different is the debates. She is more experienced doing one-on-one debates because she did this in her campaigns when she ran for U.S. Senate. And also she debated Barack Obama when they ran in her um, failed presidential run in 2008. She debated him numerous times one-on-one. So she has this debate, I mean, this um, advantage over Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump has never conducted a debate against a single opponent. And my listeners need to understand when he was running in the primaries against the Republicans, he did well when it was him against the crowded field because you can make a sound bite. You didn't have to be talking all the time. And you could lay back when he didn't want to speak or he didn't have knowledge on the issues. And one of those debates, Marco Rubio uh, took him to task when he didn't know what the nuclear triad was. Now, this is where Hillary Clinton is going to seize on his lack of knowledge when it comes to um, the, the broader public policy issues, whether it's domestically or on foreign policy. And she's also going to seize on all his brash statements, whether immigration, keeping Muslims coming out from the United States and the like. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But she has a lot of good advantages that that Donald Trump does not have. But there's also some main disadvantages that Hillary Clinton has. And one of the um, the main disadvantages is she has experience. Now, people wonder, well, how can that be a disadvantage? Well, she has a track record where Donald Trump doesn't. She, was in, she voted for the war in Iraq. 
She didn't support the surge. She supported U.S. toppling uh, Muammar Gaddafi, and we see where that went. There was the Russia reset. There was the pullout from Afghanistan because the Middle East, in the four years she was there, she was part of that. So, And then with the dealing with Syria, she also mentioned that Syria, you know, his time, you know, the, the, the president of Syria, Bashar Assad, needs to go, as long with President Obama. So she has... Um, she has a record to that Donald Trump will exploit throughout the debate. And the other big thing is the trust issue just hangs around her. Even though the FBI decided not to indict and the Justice Department closed the investigation on that, but each week it seems like more revelations come out that leave more questions than answers. And it's dubious how this was done, especially the latest one where if there was nothing there, all these um, aides to Hillary Clinton, like um, Cheryl Mills, her chief of staff, were given some type of immunity. Cheryl Mills sat on the investigation that she um, well, sat in on the interview with the FBI. Then we find out that when the FBI released notes, there was 13 devices she had. The FBI couldn't find all the devices. So it's interesting. This all plays into her weakness, which Donald Trump will um we'll talk about and then it's the clinton foundation and the connection between the foundation and the state department her ties to wall street she was the leading campaign fundraiser or recipient of wall street money far and above anybody else combined so that's going to be um donald trump is going to seize on that so that's some of her um her biggest weakness and then from the other side from a political standpoint especially to galvanize that support from the Obama coalition that brought President Obama to um, the presidency in 2008, 2009. She can't pull too far away. She will lose that coalition. So she has to remind people the strength of what, why they voted for Barack Obama and why they need to vote for her. But she can't pull too far away and distance himself or herself from uh, President Obama, especially on the economic issues and on foreign policy. Now, the economy is not doing too well. Every, there's 70% of the public agrees that the country is on the wrong track. So the question is, how does she make herself different from Obama on foreign policy without alienating his core group? And that's the same thing on foreign affairs. What would she do differently than Barack Obama did? Now, remember... She said, we will not put any boots on the ground in Syria or Iraq because if the Democratic Party has moved so far to the left, they don't want any mention of this. But how would she thread that needle? What would she do differently than Barack Obama? And that's the same thing with the economy. How would she distance herself? So far, she said, we're going to do infrastructure spending. Well, how is that different from the $800 billion Dollars that President Obama did infrastructure spending in um, 2009 and 2010. How would that be different? What would she do on Obamacare? And I know Donald Trump is going to seize on that because all the exchanges are seem to be collapsing and people's uh, premiums and deductibles are going up. And when the first, next enrollment period opens in the, about a month, people are going to see a sizable increase in their premiums. So how would she do that? Now, she really can't say, I'm not Donald Trump. So, so she's going to have to have better answers to this. What would she do differently? But she also needs to have better answers to 
the email server. Every time she's asked a question on that, she makes it worse for herself and it makes it more questions and she's wrong, which makes her look like she's lying. So these are the things that she's going to have to to sort through. Now for Donald Trump, he enters with a, um, with some advantages. The biggest one I would, um, the biggest advantage Donald Trump goes into, low expectations. For weeks, Hillary Clinton has been pounding him that he's unfit for office. He's unfit for office. He never even should be there. He just, he's just unfit. He's just unqualified. He doesn't know anything. I mean, they've made the ex the expectations of Donald Trump like he's a buffoon. He doesn't know anything about anything. The problem with that is low expectations means all he has to do is show up, be credible, not issue brash statements, and he wins the debate. Even if it comes to a draw, he wins the debate because they made him seem so unelectable because of his he's not intellectually curious. He doesn't know the issues. He's just totally unfit for office. So... That plays into Donald. All he has to do is just show up and be credible, and then people will give him another look. Even if they come to a draw, that means Donald Trump wins because she didn't. She couldn't refute what she tried to do of him being unfit for office. Now, also, Donald Trump is more media savvy and more. Um, I'm not saying he's more polished from a public speaking standpoint, but he's more. He's comfortable in who he is. He really is comfortable who he is. Hillary Clinton tends to be so guarded that you don't know what she's saying. If she's saying something, does she really believe what she's saying? So that's the quick, and that could go into um, she voted for the war in Iraq, then she was against it when it didn't play out well. She was for this, then she was against it. Or so it all depends. But this is the big thing: is he's more media savvy, and Trump doesn't doesn't prepare his answers. He just likes to speak off the cuff. Hillary Clinton is more overly prepared. So this plays to Trump's advantage. And Trump just needs to not, to look presidential, he needs to not get into name calling with Hillary Clinton. He must realize that he's not debating multiple candidates like he did in the Republican debate. He just needs to lay, not lay low, but just be credible. Speak when you need to speak, answer the questions, and just refer everything back to her record and remind people why they don't trust her. Now, the other advantage Donald Trump has is the economy. More and more Americans, like I said earlier, 70% think we're on the wrong track. And he just needs to remind voters that Clinton would be a third Obama term. Now, right this year so far, the economy's only um, the gross domestic product is only growing at 1%. That's nothing. That's barely enough to keep um, keep things moving. So people are feeling angst about their economy. They haven't seen wages go up. This plays to um, his advantage. And he just needs to remind everybody about Clinton belongs to that Washington establishment, that both sides, liberals and Democrats, the big Bernie Sanders fans had a problem with Hillary Clinton because they saw her too tied to the Washington establishment. He just needs to remind everybody about Clinton's email scandal, the relationship between the foundation and her tenure as Secretary of State, and definitely her deep ties to Wall Street. She raised $47 million, far out surpassing all candidates running for president combined. And just needs to keep reminding voters why they don't trust her. 
Now, for Donald Trump, he also, whatever comes advantages, there's also disadvantages. And the biggest disadvantages to Donald Trump is Donald Trump himself. Donald Trump is the biggest narcissist there was. He thinks everything is about him. It's about him, it's about him, it's about him. He needs to get away from that. He debated multiple opponents in the primary, and he was able to use that over-the-top personality and bombastic and just people, they loved it for the rating standpoint, but that's in the primaries. A general election debate is far different. People want to see that you're going to be presidential. So his bombastic and narcissistic personality, which served him well in the primaries, will be a death sentence in a general election debate with Hillary Clinton. If he goes that direction, he's lost, and he'll never regain his footing, and you might as well just say the election is going to be Hillary Clinton. And the other thing, weakness that Trump has is his need to be the center of the tension. Now, far too often throughout the debates, he would go into that over-the-top rhetoric and just sink into that scourge, that sludge of name-calling of his opponents. That tactic may work then, but it won't work now. Now, the other big weakness that Donald Trump has, he doesn't really know the issues. Like I said earlier, he got into a debate with Marco Rubio, and he did not know the, what the nuclear triad is. He's not a policy wonk. So I'm not, he doesn't have to be, you know, a, you know, all of a sudden become a policy expert, but he has to be credible and have coherent answers to some of the questions of how are you going to jumpstart the economy? What are you going to do in the Middle East? Because he, I mean, at least Hillary Clinton has a, um, a plan for the Middle East. He just says we're going to defeat ISIS, but he never gives a plan. And then his off-the-cuff remarks about Vladimir Putin being a, a good leader, just like he said Saddam Hussein was a good leader. These kind of rankle people's image that you really know what you're getting yourself into or what you would get the United States in. So these are the things that Trump has to be careful of, and this is the things that Hillary Clinton is going to bait him into, saying something that is just factually wrong, and he said that in the past. And he has to be prepared that Hillary Clinton is going to go after him in his past statements. So this is something he has to he has to be careful of. And also, Hillary Clinton is really going to go after his record on his business, on his past business statements, some of his past business dealings. She's going to mention why he hasn't released his tax returns. Now, he has to have better answers to this, but she's going to go after his comments with regard to the, um, the judge who's handling the Trump University case, his many statements on um, immigration so she's going to try to bait him, and he has to be careful because when he did it in the primaries, he would just attack. He can't do that here. So he has to have coherent knowledge on what's going on around him. But he also, Clinton was definitely going to seize on Trump's lack of policy knowledge. And this is his most glaring Achilles here, Achilles heel. He has a weak and extremely thin knowledge of public policy issues, and as publicly, and he's, in various interviews, he has publicly displayed this ignorance. This is where Hillary Clinton is going to go after him. Beyond just immigration, he made some bizarre statements about allowing North Korea and Japan to have nuclear weapons, to counter North Korea. He didn't know what the nuclear triad was. He was kind of um, bewildered about the definition and what the significance of the uh, Brexit vote in England 
when they decided to pull out of the European Union. So he needs to be, these are going to be his big weaknesses. But we'll have to see how this debate folds through because in the, this past month there was a commander-in-chief's town hall and neither Clinton nor Trump really distinguished themselves. So I don't know if this is an aberration or is there something more to it than this. So we'll have to see tonight. But this is going to be the most watched debate since the Nixon-Kennedy debate. I think most analysts are predicting well over 100,000, excuse me, 100 million viewers to watch this. So this could rechange the direction of the race. If Trump comes out credible and he just looks presidential and he looks calm and normal, that would be, even if it's a draw on the policy, he doesn't need to get, to be an expert, doesn't have to say he knows all the policies, but if he just comes across as normal and stable, he wins. Even if it's a draw, he wins. But if Hillary Clinton comes out and starts baiting him in and he takes the bait or he says some glaring, totally glaring missteps, then Hillary Clinton wins the debate. And if Hillary Clinton wins the debate, the Trump candidacy is done because he's not going to get a second chance and she would have did what she needed to do to make him unplausible for president. So I guess we'll have to see tonight, and we'll do another podcast in the next day or so to let everybody know what happened in the debate. Probably tomorrow we'll do the next um, next podcast. So this will be interesting. So I advise all my viewers to watch the debate. If you get a chance, also read the transcripts. You can go to online, just read the transcripts of presidential debate. And sometimes it's different because now you read what they say and you can kind of counter out, well, that doesn't make sense or that's not quite accurate or, yeah, that makes sense. So this is an interesting debate. I'll ask my listeners to watch it. But at the same time, keep listening to Ubaldi Reports. And if you get the chance, get my book, The New Business Brigade, Why Veterans, Why, excuse me, Why Businesses Need to Hire Veterans. So if you go to Amazon or any of the major book manufacturers like Barnes & Noble, you can get it. It's called The New Business Brigade. Why Businesses Need to Hire Veterans and the Untapped Resource They Represent. So listen to tonight's debate. Keep following Ubaldi Reports. Leave your comments. Let me know what you think. And whatever you want me to, um, to research, I'll research and we'll add it into my, um, my podcast. So listen to Ubaldi Reports. You can go to iTunes or Stitcher. Go to Facebook at Ubaldi Reports. You can go to um, Twitter. LinkedIn, follow me on you. Let me know what you think. But hey, this is our country. These are the, the two candidates. Whether we like them or not, one of them is going to be president. So pay attention, see what's going on, and keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.